Welcome everyone to the men's show at Awaken Catholic. We're on Awaken Catholic. Are we at it or on it? Whatever. We're in it. We're in yeah. Awaken Catholic right now. We are in your ears and in your eyeballs. Uh, we are going to be talking today. This is going to be the beginning of our... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes things just happen. Yes. Here we are. Um, we're going to be talking today about uh, Halloween. So this is part one of two of our ha Halloween mini series leading up to the big day. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about uh, enjoying entertainment uh, that contains the demonic or wizardry or witchcraft and whether or not that's acceptable for us as Christians and whether or not there's a difference between children and adults. But that's all coming up right after this. Okay, boys, here we are. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, <laughs> it, almost. This is going to come out beforehand. Yeah, what's yes. the date? What's the date that we're talking this is coming out? Uh, Doesn't matter today that. is, uh, what date does this show come yeah, out? The week? Thursday, the, okay. Yeah. So, quick little intros. I'm Nick Della Torre. Uh, Peter Range. Father Jeff Walker. John Mark Rodi. Rob Holler. Gentlemen, we are here today to save the world. We are going to answer... I thought we were just going to talk. Like, gosh, a lot of pressure, um, a lot of expectations. Yeah. Yes. All right. So Halloween will save the world. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cover something that I yes. I want to tell people the the fine people out there oh. how they can support. Oh, thank Awaken you. Catholic. Thank you, sir. You know, if you are interested in supporting what we do here at Awaken Catholic, join the Awaken Nation. Go to awakencatholic.org slash donate, where you can make a one time or recurring donation to support. Our efforts and your efforts with us to bring people truth through beauty. And a great way to do that, especially with Halloween in the air, is the Hallow app. Oh, I you see can what you go to hallow.app slash awaken to download the Hallow app, which is a Christian meditation app. It's really well implemented. It's beautiful. I just discovered you can add in the sound of waves or Gregorian chant to your morning meditation. It's great with your morning cup of coffee. And if you sign up for the 30 day free subscription, you support the Awaken Catholic Ministries. It's really cool. Oh. John Mark, did you catch what he did there with the that words? Good. That was clever. That was I like my, that. That was my dad country. Hello, Halloween. Yeah, that it. was brilliant. Brilliant. Man, you just wrap it up. It's yeah, all right. That's well it. It's been a great show. Yep. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. So I have a particular interest in this topic because I actually, a lot of people don't know this about me. I love horror movies. Like I really, really love them. I, I love. Um, I don't know why. I, I couldn't tell you why. If you ask me, uh, sometimes what I. What horror movies? We have some choice words. There's a, there's a lot of different. That's a whole there is. Okay, so time. I I cannot stand like torture movies. You know, like I, I don't like what was that? Uh, Saw. I'm glad like to know Saw. that you don't Saw. like torture movies. I mean, that's good that's, to know. I suppose. There you go. I'm not that bad of a person. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but like, I hate the whole premise of Saw. I've never watched a Saw. Um, and I just can't. Uh, Hostel. Did you see Saw? <laughs> back in the day. Go ahead, go ahead. Back in the day. Go ahead. He's, wow. he's going to pull out those puns Ground. all night, I think. Sorry, once they start, it's hard to stop them. <laughs> okay. um, but Saw, Hostel, I, I don't like any of that stuff. I don't yeah, like I to can. watch people suffer. Yeah. But... I don't know what it is. I just do like, though, the more like spiritual in nature, like horror movies, scary movies um, where, you know, there's like ghosts or, or demonic stuff. Like I, I just I really enjoy. I think part of it is I there is just kind of a there's a part of me that likes to see Hollywood vainly attempt to like represent Catholicism, yeah. which is it's just always pitiful. Um, and I always chuckle. But but I also just I, I enjoy like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words. Can I start? 
Go for it. Okay. Because I really dislike Halloween uh, a lot. Okay. And I don't think you should be watching any horror movies. Okay. Um, so C.S. Lewis once said that like every inch of the universe is either claimed by God or counterclaimed by Satan. Mm. And every image that we take in, our minds remain sponges. I mean, my little kids right now, everything I say, they're like little sponges. They're soaking it up. That, that doesn't change, though. As we grow up, we might become uh, deadened to some of those things. But everything we receive, every word of the page that comes in, whether it's the words of Scripture or if it's something we're watching on TV, like that has an impact on us. And I think we need to be really careful about what we do or do not let in mm. uh, through our eyes and through our ears. And I think horror movies fall under that category of like, there's really nothing edifying about watching those things. So they might be entertaining. We might find out different things. We could even learn about different aspects of the church, maybe by watching a horror movie. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're watching someone being tormented or killed, that's not good for your spirit. And it doesn't raise your heart and mind to God. He comes out swinging. He's got to back the truck up here a little bit. Because <laughs> he started with... Uh, did you say I hate that you hate Halloween? Yeah. Strong I, words. Halloween is a Catholic feast day, so you're going to have to You heard it first here, folks. Peter Range hates the Catholic Church. And this is why he took off his diocese yeah. of Toledo shirt before we started this. <laughs> Title of the show. <laughs> the, the introductory question was about horror movies. And so I'm associating, my, my clarification would be, okay. I'm associating the American culture Halloween versus mm -hmm, All sure. Hallows Eve of the church. And I think I, there's a distinct and important difference there. Sure. Yeah, I do want to clarify, really what I'm trying to get at is less just about horror movies. I happen to enjoy horror, horror movies when it's about like spiritual warfare and the demonic and stuff like, because there, there are elements of a lot of those things that are real, and then there's a whole lot that is not real. But I, I do enjoy those stories. But really, this is a bigger question about... Um, magic and and wizardry and witchcraft and 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 the demonic sometimes and like is that acceptable? Should we as Christians be uh, enjoying those things? I personally feel like maybe there there are some things to be said like what you were, what you were getting at about specifically horror and watching people die or whatever. Again, I don't like watching people suffer. Period. But I also as a creative and a filmmaker and stuff like I I, I have a suspension of disbelief because I know it's all crap. I know none of it's real. And so there's a, there's a barrier that I have with it that like, Oh, that's ketchup. You know, like beep, beep, beep back the truck up. Okay. So listen, y'all are just throwing out passionate things, yeah. which it's great. Makes for good TV. That's all we're, that's all we want here. This isn't <laughs> about real substance. It's all crap and it's all fake. That's also not true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause we're also talking about a whole genre of things. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, we looped into that horror movie thing are like exorcism movies. Yeah. That's all true. Yeah. Um, I was well, thinking, well, no, but even that, that might be too strong. That, that it's all true. Well, it's certainly not all crap. Agreed. Okay. And finally. There are yeah. true realities to it. And some of those yeah. realities are emphasized. I do think we need to break this thing apart. Yeah, we need to break it down. Small pieces. We're, some, we're, some things are good and some things are not good. I would like to point out one good aspect. And to do that, I will use the popular show Daredevil. Oh, where he dresses up in a devil and he beats 
the crap out of people. Oh, is that a Marvel movie? Oh, Marvel, yeah. It's Marvel. a Marvel show. It's you know. so good. And he's yeah. a very Catholic yeah. character, whatever right, that right, means. Right. Yeah. So he's he's talking yeah. to Wait Father Lantern. Yeah. Go, go, okay, no, no, wait, go what, ahead. What, what, what am I waiting for? Nothing. I was going to make fun of Nick. So let's just... Oh, <laughs> we always have time for that. <laughs> we always have time for that. <laughs> okay, so Matt Murdock is in the church. Matt yeah. Murdock is yeah. the daredevil. Yes. Right? Yeah. I've never seen it. So please please do. At night. Spoilers. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my that's a secret. I don't think that's a secret. <laughs> in the first episode, not a big deal. So he's talking to the priest and he's talking about the devil inside of him. He says, why did you put the devil in me? Why do I feel in my heart and my soul clawing to be let out if that's not part of God's plan? And Father Lanton says, maybe you're being called to summon the better angels of your nature Maybe the struggle, that's the struggle that you're feeling deep within you. And Murdoch says, I'm getting there. It's a little, you know. So, and how do you know the angels and the devil inside of me aren't the same thing? So Father Lantum says, I don't know, but nothing drives people to the church faster than the thought of the devil snapping at their heels. Maybe that was God's plan all along why he created him, allowing him to fall from grace, to become a symbol to be feared, warning to us all, to tread the path of the righteous. So I do think the devil, as a symbol, as any evil thing, can be used, not just as a symbol, and in reality, yeah. can be used Interesting. to yeah. bring about a good. And I think depicting that is not in and of itself wrong to do, provided the aim and the intention, yeah. or there's room to allow the fact that that depiction leads to that salvific, salvific yeah. vision. Yeah, and can I build on that too? Because that's the distinction I wanted to make here. Is that uh, first of all, when you say horror movies, I don't exactly know what all we're referring to. Like sure. How narrow or wide is that? Because, for instance, the movie which The Passion. Was my of the, original question. Yeah, I think, yeah. Which we still have. The Passion of the Christ. Out there. Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. Okay, that has some devil movements in that movie. Yeah. That are scary. At like, I mean, if you're not ready for them, I mean, you're gonna fall well, out. Well, and it's a torture yeah. film. Well, okay. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know uh, there's a man who is tortured, and you see it graphically One in the film. One important distinction that I like to make is that when we're talking about whether it's demonic stuff, or whether we're talking about violence, or whether, even we're talking about perhaps some sexual stuff, is that you know the, the the works of art where the content is there for the sake of the art, or where the art is there for the sake of that content. Like there are lots of shows on television that are poor excuses to show boobs mm. and violence and torture and demons. Mm -hmm. Okay, then there are great works of art that show the human form and reveal the human form, the beauty of the human form. You know, many statues, many great paintings of the Middle Ages do that. There are show there are movies like The Passion of the Christ that have demons in it, that have gruesome depictions of torture and violence. But those are there for the purpose of telling a true and important story. Yeah. So I mean, that's a key crucial difference here. Is that sometimes those things, sometimes the art is there as an excuse to show uh, evil mm -hmm. and to indulge and kind of to, to mm -hmm. almost relish the evil, mm -hmm. and that's kind of suspicious and weird and and wrong, perhaps. And then there's art where that those things are present in order to tell the truth, to try to tell a truth. And that's an important distinction, I think, to keep in mind. Well, and, and that piece right there that you said that it tells a truth yeah. or even a piece of it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I, I understand about a lot of from, from a secular standpoint, a lot of these types of films help 
secular society, help the non-initiated, you know, person who is not Christian, who's not Catholic, it keeps in the back of their mind, like there is a spiritual reality and it helps them to kind of create a visible understanding of that. And it does evoke from people like, I do believe in the spiritual realm. I believe in ghosts. I believe in demons. And, And part of that is what they're learning through those things. And obviously what they're learning is very wanting, but it's, it's potentially exposure to a higher reality, even if it's only a partial truth or largely false. So I think, I think this leads to a question that people need to ask themselves very much. Like, why are you watching this? Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. so you can, I I think a lot, it's very easy. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To couple, like, I like this grotesque horror genre, people killing. I'm attracted to this for some gross reason. That's not me. I don't like that. Uh, No, I don't like that. I, I literally started out saying I don't like that. For this teeny tiny piece of truth. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's, you have to make a judgment to say, you know, is watching this mature content yeah. leading me in some way to the truth? I can tolerate some mature, some mature content provided the story, the salvific nature of the thing mm-hmm. overshadows or it, it lends to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a discernment that needs to be had to say, am I attracted to these things? Am I drawn to these things? You know, mm-hmm. And, oh, it happens to have a good story, but I'm watching it for these reasons. And somehow they're affecting me in a negative way. Well, certainly intention is part of it, but there's also the question about the content. So it doesn't matter in if the content is is truly evil. It doesn't matter what my intention is mm-hmm. yeah. adding to it. And so Pete's argument, I think, is that the content is always evil. I would say that most of what we're receiving or even talking about when we're talking about horror films today, the intent for me that's really important is not necessarily the viewer, but who's making it, going back to John Mark's point. It's like, well, what is the artist trying to say? Right. Yeah. And I would say the, the vast majority of what we're receiving today is not coming from a place of wanting to help people spiritually grow, yeah. but it's all about the bottom dollar. It's about mm. making money. In yeah. the horror so, genre, probably true. Yeah. Yeah. I think and so I think we some, have to yeah. define, in particular for like again. some of the crappier horror in yeah. particular it's all just a cash grab there's sometimes in secular art, like it does I think it does happen sometimes that a secular artist who isn't explicitly consciously intentionally trying to show truth that still happens sometimes in some music and some paintings because they're listening to the muse or they're you know they're cooperating with grace whether they know it or not mm-hmm. that happens sometimes but again as, I think as Pete is pointing out especially in this genre we're talking about in a lot of the television that goes on nowadays, a lot of the movies, there's the explicit intent to use this as an excuse to mm-hmm. show violence or sex mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Well, and going back to your point, Rob, before too, I mean, you use the, the language um, can be used for. And so everything that's put out there, God is going to use it for his good. He's going to take every piece of crap that's put out there mm-hmm. and somehow twist it mm-hmm. to bring it back to or his, untwist it or untwist it. Very good. Um, I mean, C.S. Lewis said that we're either either used as his child or as his tool. Mm. And so, yeah, I agree that everything can be used for that context. But again, like, why don't we shoot for the hierarchy of like good art and film? And why don't mm-hmm. we absorb that than looking for the bottom of the gutter? Looking and for I, that stuff? And I only mean to say I totally agree. I mm-hmm. Totally, 100% agree. But I only mean to say that some good art and film contain mature content. Mm-hmm. I yeah, believe that. Some, I agree. Like, look at the Bible. Right. Yeah. Very easy, very easy distinction. But yeah. a lot of the horror genre does not. A lot of the horror genre goes under this modern guise of let's shock. Yeah, yeah. It's all about mm-hmm. shock and what yeah. you say, surprise. Subversion of your expectations. Yeah. yeah. You know, this idea of grotesque beauty, which mm. I think is 
I, you know, in some sense comes from a very dark place. I, I do want to make sure that we don't just fixate on horror because there's also magical stuff like yeah. there's wizardry, there's witchcraft. And so like, yes, you know, we were yeah. talking a little bit off camera. We were talking about like Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings and like, how do we, how do we delineate what is acceptable for us to watch? And is there a difference between that for adults a, versus children? Yeah. Is there a difference between Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings? No, we have a natural bias other because Tolkien... I like Harry Potter, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. But but it would be easy to say, well, obviously, Lord of the Rings is good. Tolkien was a Catholic. Yeah. Let's start from the broad and work to the narrow. Like, Let's do is that. any depiction of magic in literature problematic? Rephrase that. Wait, 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 yeah. I don't like I'm that. Sorry. Is, is it ever... He's that saying, really is it ever appropriate? Is it ever, I'm bad at coming up with these I, questions. No, I thought, I thought that question was great. I'm sorry that no one else thought it was, but <laughs> I thought it was great. I appreciate you. Say it you. differently. And that. Say it differently. Say it's it again, but make it sexy. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> for the there, purpose of telling the truth. Okay, is yeah. there ever a case in which sexy magic displayed in nope, art... Nope, oh, no, you no, said no, make it no, sexy. That goes off in different directions. not what he meant. There's no possible way that's what he meant. Okay. Sorry, I derailed this. Um, how can we resurrect it? But I think you were going in the right direction, <laughs> minus some of your... Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, is it, you're asking broadly, is it ever okay to depict magic, things that are not of God, so to speak? Um, is it ever okay to depict that in art? Is there ever a good reason for that, and is it acceptable? Yes. Yes is the answer. So... Pete's got a problem. No, no, no. I, I, I do think yes is the answer. However, However. It, it goes back to the to the author's intent. So I think of the Narnia series when, you, when you're talking about using of magic and stuff like, but that's an author who had a very Christian worldview and understanding of the universe. And so he's trying to use children's imagination and everyone's imagination mm -hmm. to draw people to the higher and to the good. Um, you know, St. Ignatius says that like God gave us our imagination. So that's, if God g gave it to us, well, let's use it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. what the spiritual exercises are. You, you enter into the scriptures using your imagination. So there's nothing wrong with our imagination or using things of that ilk. It's just, we have to be so very careful because of how dark the world has become. Um, these things have a tendency to lead people away from the truth rather than towards it. Great mm -hmm. example with Chronicles of Narnia. Mm -hmm. So in that, they make distinction between two types of magic. Yep, yep. So they have magic. Preach you it, know, brother. And this, the, 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 there's a basic magic that is used by the witch. What's her? What's the white her? witch. White witch. White witch. Thank you, John Mark. He'll be my fact checker yep. on this. <laughs> true, if he's true. wrong. Fact checker, true. If I'm wrong, it's because he's wrong. Um, because oh, gosh. That was smooth. <laughs> so <laughs> threw you right under the responsibility. So this magic is used like I have the ability to manipulate power to my own will and for my own purposes. You know, and I, you know, it's um, and then there's also this idea of the deep, the deeper magic, which C.S. Lewis talks about, which, you know, is very much grounded in religious faith and it's very much subservient to a greater good. Yeah. No, I thought you were done. Please Go expound ahead. better. Well, yeah. So, like, let's move to Lord of the Rings for a moment here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Different types of magic. Even in our world, in our the world that we live in, we have different types of magic, different types of power. We're talking about magic, we're talking about power. Okay. So, we have power that's been given to us by our nature. Like, I have the power of intellect and free will and to wiggle my fingers on command. It's a pretty cool trick that I have, <laughs> you know. But that's a power that is proper to me. It's given to me. Now... The power to create technology to do things is also proper to me. But once we get there, we're getting into power that I've then constructed and can be used. You know, there's a temp the, the further we get along this path of power, the more there's a temptation to abuse the power. It's interesting in, in, uh, 
throughout different works of literature, like, you know, Narnia or Lord of the Rings, there's always, there's almost always a distinction between a proper use of a given power, you know, so like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, he, he uses his power carefully. It's power that was given to him. Whereas that's always contrasted with power that's taken seized for one's own personal gain. So Saruman, Sauron, Gollum, other, mm-hmm. other characters in there. The difference between power that God gave this to me for a purpose and I'm using it for its purpose versus power that I seize for my own purposes. And so even in our world, you could talk about magic because there is magic and, and demonic activity and witchcraft and stuff in our world, which is power seized for my purposes apart from God's plan. But that's also true in a, in a very similar analogous sense with technology. It's actually interesting in like the Enlightenment period, there was a huge uptick, not just in technology and scientific learning, but a huge uptick in, in interest in magic and the occult and witchcraft mm. because the desire is the same. It's to, it's to usurp power, to mm-hmm. take power uh, that I can use apart from what God's called me to do. So that's a crucial distinction here too. In literature, one of the things that, that again, distinguishes two different types of power and magic is this power given from the creator, from, you know, the, the God of the universe of the, the work of literature versus the power taken or usurped. Well, I think the power is always given, you know, you look at uh, Saruman, mm-hmm. he has a power just like Gandalf. Lord of the Rings. For you nerds, That's nerd true. time. Yeah. Okay, so they both have the power from the Valar, who are the higher angels in the, in the Lord of the Rings. Yes. That's when it flipped over to nerd time. <laughs> it wasn't right. until you as said the As soon as you start citing stuff that's not all actually in the movies. So one, once it goes to the Silmarillion. Yeah, all exactly. At, all we, at the service of Eru, who mm-hmm. is, you know. Oh, oh my God. Himself, God. The Iluvatar. The Allfather. The Allfather. Okay. okay, so they both have this power given but Saruman uses it for his own purposes, mm-hmm. and Gandalf uses it to serve the Valar in yeah. service of Eru. <laughs> okay, so I'm struggling so much. <laughs> Nerd. Um, all the time so you spent rooting for the Cleveland Indians, they said, they, sorry, go on. Don't, yeah, don't get in my sports scene. Um, so magic, like where did magic come from? I might want to change my answer. Like what is the... Like, where did magic originate from? Was it something in someone's imagination or was it literally like a witchcraft and that's how magic got its name? Because if that's where it came from, I might want to say, well, that's an intrinsically bad thing. If that came from Interesting. Like a demonic force or power, then yeah, then I don't like this idea of like magic at all, period. Does anybody know? Like even in the hands of Tolkien and C.S. Lewis? Well, no, no, no. You're talking about in this world. Yeah, because well, in their world... No, but we're talking about entertainment. But in their world, it is natural to these yeah. c- these creatures to have those powers. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. in our world, there is a sense of, like, it is unnatural for us yeah. to, like... We're you not you in, get it from demons. We're not in the I mean, Star Wars okay. Jedi universe where we can move things with our mind. Right, right but right. but guys, to be clear, we're not talking about actual witchcraft and wizardry. We're talking about in entertainment... Is it acceptable for us to consume entertainment that Pete's contains argument, these though, things? Is no. that that is the gateway? I think to to the real stuff. To the real stuff, yeah. Because mm-hmm. either, but again, a- using Pete's argument, I've been able to do this whole conversation, not make any arguments myself, which I'm really enjoying. <laughs> but I think Pete's argument is that either everything is claimed for Christ or it is not of Christ, and so the question is: Is magic either in the real world or entertainment? Is that claimed by Christ? I think that's very well articulated. That he should make all my arguments. That gets back to John Mark's original question, though, which is, um, 
can it is it ever proper to use in as a literary device is it ever proper to use in art in sub creation yeah because because in, again in our world nice nice word the only like examples that. That we have okay witchcraft is always bound up with occult stuff and demonic stuff as far as i yeah. understand here i think that's accurate. so the magic as it occurs in our world is always bound up with occult and witchcraft not in tolkien's universe you know there are angels that walk around with people so to speak and so there's power proper to them that may look like magic, but it's not magic in our sense. I make this distinction with my kids. Like in our world, uh, witches and witchcraft is connected to demonic stuff. That's just how it happens in our universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in the universe of Harry Potter, I'm, you know, I'm not, it doesn't seem like it is Lord of the Rings. No, there's all kinds of magic going on and it's not bound up with the devils of the moral world. weight it's of different like Harry Potter. It's just kind of a part of nature in a sense. Um, it's a part of their world, their universe, and it's not necessarily deriving from yeah, some kind of that a was negative. more complicated. That's which is why I like because it's a it's, bit more complicated. It's tied example, up with the right? symbols of our world. Yeah, it's very yeah yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's a complicated sort of. Thing. And then the other part of it is like what you were drawing. You you were also saying you know that we could use the word power instead of magic, and then that really changes things because in a sense, if we're, if we're looking at power and magic as being a little bit synonymous for our purposes, yeah. like Jesus was magical. He did a lot of magical crap. <laughs> well, uh, Pete's not going to like that. Uh, Hold on. Uh, so if you take, it depends on how you're going to define, define magic. And so no, that's, take, I literally just explained how I'm defining it for that purpose. Right. right? Yeah. But power. I think an um, even more helpful definition though, is not just power, but supernatural power. Yes, I agree. So magic... It still fits. Yeah. It still fits. But magic is a gateway to the supernatural and in literature and entertainment. And that can either take you to the good supernatural or it can lead you down an evil path towards the supernatural. But it's very much... And I would say sort of a lot of the... I don't know if I want to say horror movies because I honestly don't know a lot of horror movies. I don't watch a lot of horror. I don't. Yeah, I don't watch any horror movies, really. Um, But the things that you see the supernatural in when you're talking about ghosts Mm -hmm. um, or things like that, it's all a gateway to the supernatural. And I think that can be a good way to realize that there's more to this life than meets the eye. That's what I was getting at earlier. Doesn't have to lead you down a path yeah. of darkness at all. And the other thing is um, in most depictions, th- I think there's also a difference in, in whether or not it's glorified in, in the art. So like in most depictions, when you see someone kind of going down a rabbit hole of magic, like they end up ruining their lives and the people around them. And you, you, you do see that in, in a few examples, it's less. So the case where in that Netflix show, Sabrina, for example, uh, Sabrina, the teenage, witch, uh, it's not like the, ro- the romantic comedy from yesteryear. It's, it's like a oh, dark, yeah, the new version. Yeah. It's like a much out. darker depiction. That's actually accurate to the comics, uh, from way back when. And, there it is very much glorified like sabrina is the heroine and the protagonist and she is rising in the ranks literally in hell and so um that is a very clear example of it being glorified yes whereas there are instances where in horror movies or in depictions of magic where you see it ruin people's lives and it's they're not pretending it does otherwise and i think that there is still good to be seen there too that ultimately our pursuit for power that is not our own or that is not given to us by god ruins Mm -hmm. us but I, I think you really have to ask a question yourself of like, why are you watching this? Why are you, is this lending to that purpose, Nick? 
Oh my gosh. Listen, I threw myself out there knowing that we would just yeah. cultivate this conversation. It's not like it's so, that bad. So I'm, I'm trying to make some distinctions here. Okay, so there's, I think we're talking about the depiction itself or the thing itself, whether it's in our universe or another universe. I think that's useful. The, the question of, is this a power given or a power taken? And then is it used, um, if it's illicit, if it's a power, if it's a power given to me, like my intellect, am I using it for God in his purposes or not. So those are helpful to think about. But then it's a separate question. And this is more where we started with is that with all that said, um, um, certainly depicting um, white magic, so to speak, Gandalf using a power given to him by, by Iluvatar in, in the Lord of the Rings universe right, and, used, another drink. and used for his purposes. <laughs> that's certainly positive. But the question is when, when a bad, when evil uh, examples of magic or mm-hmm. power used in literature what constitutes a good use of that or a bad use of that? Is, is that a helpful place to go? But I also like along those lines, like going back to the, the use of the word power, or supernatural power, more specifically, like we do need to have a, uh, an awareness as a society that there really is more than, than what's around us visibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there really is supernatural power that is har- hard to comprehend and if you saw it in action you'd be like what is that right you saw jesus in action you were like wow there's something special about this man and you saw the the saints throughout history who have had supernatural abilities you'd be like wow who is this person and, and ultimately they're pointing to jesus they're pointing to god yes i think it's fair to say that many of the films especially horror films mm-hmm. do not attempt to do that yeah. or accomplish that purpose yeah i no, i agree with you i'm just saying that we we can't just blanket statement you know like magic is bad i think like ma- pete did. i can't like pete did yeah <laughs> so, but it depends on the definition like but, we have even after all we've said so you're gonna still stick with magic is always bad if if the if the etymology of itself is like, and I know I'm probably using that wrong, like, cause that's, no, that's right. That's good. If, great. If its Keep foundation going. is from, is from the devil is from evil is from witchcraft, because I, I never would put Jesus and magic in the same sentence or equate those things. I mean, what mm-hmm. Jesus did was not magic, right? He did what was divine because he's, he's God himself. If magic though comes from evil, then the use of magic in even literature, then even if you're trying to portray it as good, um, opens a portal, which goes towards the negative ultimately. But like, I think and the, that's where I would say, yeah. you know, there's, there, there is already in our world and universe, a supernatural battle going on. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to, to make up these things, to realize that there's a battle going on. But, We're just escaping from Tolkien and Lee. So it's very interesting that yeah. you're going to go with all magic, bad, it, which and then you have Narnia, but you're yeah. using C.S. Lewis to argue that. Yeah, wrote yeah. Narnia. Well, um, that, that's okay. I mean, I mean, there's politicians who have good things and bad things about them. Oh so my gosh. C.S. <laughs> C.S. Lewis has true. good things and bad this things about This is true. Them. He does. However, yeah. Um, now I, you brought politics into it and I can't even, no, 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 going with this. No, no okay, more politics. Magic. Okay. I don't, I don't accept your definition though. Yeah. Okay. That's the problem. Yeah, your I don't, you're tying, you're tying magic definitively to evil. Satan. What I'm saying yeah. is when I think of magic, I'm using it in this broad term to refer to like a supernatural power. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. In our world, when there are examples of supernatural power, they either happen because Jesus is working a miracle or one of his saints, uh, a miracle is happening through them. They're in cooperation with God directly. That's how it happens. Yeah. Or it's of demons. As far as I know in our world, those are the two options. Okay. In Tolkien's universe, 
it happens more frequently, not because the, the setup is different, just because the way that the God of that universe works it out is that his disciples, his angels or, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Valar and the, more the different and more active and more tangible and they're, yeah. and they're supernatural because we have supernatural powers too. My, my, my power to think my intellect, my will, my passions, those especially are supernatural powers. He's really especially good at yours. it. Really good. My <laughs> fingers are all the way over there and I'm wiggling them like no get out. Like yeah. I have supernatural powers. Okay. So yeah, the, the term magic is, you know, can be, well, and the challenge is that the, ma- the word magic has so many definitions already. Yeah. And so, like, for example, actual magic that you would encounter day to day is actually deception. It's trickery of the eye. It's it's like making right. someone, making it look like you did something awesome. That type yeah, of magic. You're going to see an illusionist. Yeah, an right, illusionist, right. like a, a mentalist, an illusionist. Like, that stuff is magic, and it's not evil. It's it's entertainment, and it's interesting. Um Unless you're it's crossing, it's also not at all supernatural. It's also not at all supernatural. So, so there, so that's magic. Of magic is about power and yeah, and you and know it. You don't go but to. Then it there's another definition of magic that I think is very important, and where I, where I do feel comfortable putting Jesus in there, and it's this. I a definition that I want to give magic is something that instills wonder and awe, because something supernatural that happens that we observe, and we're just so. Why do we look at a beautiful sunset and think, wow, that's magical? Like, why do I look in Because you're a heathen, Nick. No, because (laughs) I think it's something that instills wonder and all. Like, I don't know how the frick that sunset is that beautiful, and it's magical to me. I don't know how the frick Jesus performed the miracles he did, and that's magical to me. That is a good point, I feel like, because, yeah, our common sense here would tell us that we use that in a variety of different ways, in analogous ways. We use it to refer kind of broadly to anything that's supernatural, but also we use it as, again, something that instills awe or wonder. Wow, that's a magical sunset, or you look magical tonight. And obviously, if the only source of that was something very specifically and inherently evil, then those that etymology would make sense. Well, I mean, we also refer to, I mean, words have a lot of meaning, right? And so they have meanings to different people. So when I say marriage, that means something to me versus something to somebody else. Sure. And so you can take any word and make it mean a lot of different things but it doesn't change what that thing actually is. So the question for me is like, what is magic at the end of the day? And I don't know if we'll be able to answer that right here, but like, Google where does magic come from? Like, <laughs> yeah, like ultimately at the end of the day. But like so, what you were saying, what even, yeah. even words, words grow and they take on greater meanings than their original intentions. And I don't mm-hmm. know the original intention of magic. I can't go through the etymology and that's not the purpose of the show. Yeah, what we're talking about is, can we watch Lord of the Rings? Can we watch Harry Potter? Can we watch, like, and and where do we draw those lines? And then, I want to make sure we address this, is there a difference between that for adults and children? Okay. So C.S. Lewis and Tolkien would both say that they call them fairy stories, but this is sort of less the genre of horror and more the genre of fantasy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Awaken the Christian imagination. And that they help us to understand by showing us a different world, the supernatural things that happen in our world. And they don't happen in the same way, but um, that really does awaken us to what's already going on. So to Pete's point, there is plenty of spiritual battle already going on in the world. Mm -hmm. So if you take that and say, well, so I don't need to go invent other spiritual battles. Well, no, it's showing us um, by holding up another universe or another timeline or another Mm -hmm. society where it operates differently. It's showing us how that works. Cause yeah, our, cause our world lies to us all the time. Like we walk around in, in our movies, our TV, our entertainment, our advertising, our, our schooling, so much of what we experience tells us untruths about the world we live in. 
that that the material is all there is, that there is no God, that there is no right. spiritual battle, that there is no uh, life after that. All these kind of things, that's what we, we, we absorb by osmosis. So when we go read Lord of the Rings, it tells us truths about our universe, about freedom, uh, free will and God's providence, good and evil, virtue and yeah. vice. Even so we return to our world and we see those things more clearly. Even when it's not doing so perfectly... And even when it's not always intending to do so. So I don't know that it's always the author's intent. So this yeah. whole time, for some reason, in the back of my mind was like, I used to love the Casper, the Frozen Oh, Ghost yeah, movie, so did like I. The live action version <laughs> yes. of it. Yes. Loved that. Me too. Okay? Such a good movie. So not at all a horror movie, but all about a ghost. Yeah. And the afterlife. Never saw it. And He's a friendly it is, ghost. It is not a... <laughs> That's the distinction. Friendly or not a work of theology. <laughs> so it friendly is it not friendly? <laughs> I, don't think it, I don't think it portrays accurately no. the afterlife no. in any way. However, no. for my mind as a child, that was a gateway into... Th- into understanding how death might not be the end. Yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Casper's got this stuff he's got to work out, which is a very common trope in ghost movies. Yeah. yeah. That they've got stuff they have to work out before they can move on, whatever that means. Right, right, right. Um, and I would guess that there are very few movie makers who are trying to intentionally bring people to an understanding of purgatory. But that's totally where that began. That's such and a that good, is interesting not point. An accurate depiction of purgatory right. at all. However, it was it was the gateway to thinking. Oh, what happens after I die? Yeah. What happens if I am not yet perfect and at peace when yeah. I die? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's part of that's like exterior yeah. exaggerated circumstances or or fantasy or fairy or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Yeah. The intention of good stories like mm-hmm. those is laying bare deeper truths. Mm-hmm. So your exterior thing may look magical or yeah. fantastic. You know, things that, you know, if you saw it in this world, you would have questions, yeah. of course. Yeah. But but the deeper truths that they convey, yeah. I think, are the, are the point of the story. That's a definition of art for me, is that it reveals, art reveals. Yeah. And, know, he, and that's why pornography is the opposite of art. Yeah. Because it conceals. But and even, even in examples like Casper, and then even in some horror movies, what you do see other than just kind of something that um, triggers in the mind and in the spirit and awareness of, of, of the other things you also see, like, I think if I remember correctly, correctly in Casper, um, and I don't want to spoiler alert. But if I remember correctly, there was an element of, of self-sacrifice that was needed uh, yes. for the plot and, and to see that enacted and, and he, he did that out of love. Mm-hmm. And that is something that as a child, I was able to, 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 to really, I remember it to this day. I haven't seen that as an adult. I have not watched right. that movie as an adult. And I remember to this day, the Literally sacrifice. I have not seen it in 22 years, yeah. but I remember this idea of working out your imperfections. Yeah. And, and then the self-sacrifice, self-sacrifice for love. I think and this is hilarious <laughs> that you guys remember so deeply. Casper, <laughs> for the friend knows. I'm, yeah, it's got to be on some streaming service. We're going to get to yeah, yeah. movie Casper. night. Yeah. Men's show movie night. <laughs> Live commentary. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yes or no? Yeah, you're right. I've never seen it, so obviously no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair. That's like, amazing. Like, even that term ghost. Like, okay, well, where did ghost Jesus uses from, the word ghost. Right? So... Yeah, spirit. Okay, spirit and ghost. Though there, those are two no, different. No, like, they're not. No idea. Holy ghost, though. man. Holy ghost. Holy, holy ghost. spirit. Holy ghost. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I'll concede that point. <laughs> <laughs> he is wrong. Mark no, hold on. 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 Hold on.
Yeah, if you're keeping score at home, make sure to. Okay, so when we're talking about these things, I'm thinking very much of modern day entertainment, mm -hmm. including the 80s of like, well, what is cat? I'm imagining what Casper looks like, and I don't think it's like I'm thinking of Ghostbusters, like the ghosts mm -hmm. in those types of series. So I'm thinking of like, okay, well, where do those things again come from? Mm -hmm. Yes, there are spirits. Um, it, I'd be fascinated to know like the etymology of like Holy Ghost and like where does mm -hmm. that come mm -hmm. from too? Like what do these words like actually mean at the end of the day? Yeah. It's really important with the discussion. German, so. Germanic word for exactly. Geister. 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 So English is weird. English, yes, is, weird. That, so English yeah. is great. But that is a perfect but, example of how we can attach so strongly feelings about words or ideas and it's kind of baseless. Like the word ghost triggered you, right? Like it made it sound evil. But, 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 but the etymology but German, of it, German wasn't the language that the Bible was written into, right? We have to go back to the Hebrew. We'd have to go back to like, yeah, that but Jesus actually said that. The language is so right, much right. more than a static, like, oh, ghost meant this and means this. Getting and real full of field here. But <laughs> I need to learn Hebrew to know whether I can watch <laughs> some worse. <laughs> whether you can watch Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> Father, your eternal soul here is at risk. Oh my God. I just want to make sure that we're, we're all so sure. Oh my gosh. I think they call that grasping at straws. What's the etymology of that? Place? I just feel like I'm also thinking about the fact that this is Colleen's first time producing this show over there at the control desk. And I'm just wondering how oh, she's feeling about all this. Her fingers are getting, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Peter, how are you feeling? Peter. So I think also I get this um, feeling of like we have a tendency to compromise with evil and to excuse certain things. And I think our consciences have been so warped by all the entertainment we have in our culture today. And I mean, for most of human history, right? People didn't have all this time to think up all the things that we think of today. And crazy stuff. It's, it's crazy stuff. We I mean, right? Crazy stuff. For most of the world history is an agrarian <laughs> society. People worked on farms all day. They were so tired from working on farms. They went home, they went to bed, right? I mean, we have so much leisure and free time today yeah. um, that we have all this stuff that's out there which makes i think some of these questions hard we're bored and we create because some we're crappy bored stuff. and we have to create this this worlds out there and we're not even like like there's so many things and there's so many like whether it's homeless people on the street or unborn children in danger of abortion like we're, we're not spending our time there but we're spending our time in fantasy world and i'm not like i'm someone that, like i enjoy the narnia series like i'm not arguing from a, a position of like but you know there's absolutism. magic in it right yes i'm not but i'm what i'm trying to say is like i'm not i'm not arguing this because i believe like fundamentally I, my mind can't be changed on it. I'm just like trying to like get to the heart of what is good, true and beautiful. And let's aim for that. And let's spend all our time on that mm -hmm. rather than settling for these lower horror films or whatever it may be. And we went from horror to magic. And I think there's, well, that was I think you're talking too, about escapism as well. Yeah. There's that yeah. part of it too. It's, yeah. Well, so this is going to have to be a different episode because I, I'm not sure if I like the distinctions made there and because like we, we were made for leisure we're not made necessarily for culture, work. One might we're, say. we're made for the Sabbath. Agreed. Agreed. So that's a different topic of like the relationship between, you know, work and, you know, leisure and literature and beauty and art, another topic. But what I want to go back here, I do, I do think this is a good pivot though, at this point was that even with all the distinctions we've made, which I think are valid. Still, the question is how to be prudent as fathers, as husbands, as individuals. Yeah. Well, and in a, and in a society where we have a very real, Holocaust happening. Like right. I, I get your, yes. your point is, is yes. very well taken. Like how, how do we find ourselves so chill that we can spend time 
watching movies and stuff when there are just every single day. It's Nick's fault. You told <laughs> us to come here. <laughs> you, you set this no, thing no, no, up, no, no, no. I don't mean chill that we can talk. I just mean, oh, how do we cool. find ourselves having the time to just, you know, hang out in, and like whatever. And mm-hmm. every single day there are just thousands and thousands of human beings being slaughtered on our land. Like I, I totally, that, that, that hits home for me. And I get that the challenge is that we have to be balanced human beings too. And we can't be, balanced if we're if we're pouring everything into one thing yeah. that's going to ruin our relationships that's going to ruin our 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 own health you know mental health personal health yeah. like we have to we have to be balanced human beings to be effective in anything yeah, right. isn't you, it did yeah. Thomas Aquinas say that it's necessary for the mind to engage in play and jokes yeah. and, yeah. So there's and, that, and lightheartedness. And Pete's concern is wasting no, time. There's a big there's huge difference between wasting time, watching horror films like Nick does. Like Nick oh does. my gosh. All the time. All the time. Yes, excessive like amount. It is not like that. <laughs> versus spending true rest and true leisure. Yes. Yeah. Which may involve reading Lord of the Rings a lot. And watching movies. <laughs> I just want to insert that in there, Senator. Yeah. Your bill. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a great note to end on. Um, this has been. Okay, sure. Go ahead. No, no. I, no, no, no. Exactly. Last word. He wants it. We, we, no, we really should pick up leisure sometime. I think that's a yeah, that's going to be a great topic. We're a part of that too. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and also this point, this is the salient point though too. Is it goes back to, it goes back to prudence. It always goes back to prudence. Yeah, of course it does. Is that we do know when we are when we are taking wasting time yeah. versus when we are spending time well. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to spend time on some good art, maybe watching you know a good movie with our families, reading a good book with our kids. Listening we only podcasts. have limited time listening, listening to, to the Waking Gathering podcast. <laughs> it should like we, we do have limited time. Life is short, and so if we're gonna spend it on some good art, it's gotta be some good ass art. That's all I'm gonna say here. Yeah, some good. Art. All right, now we have to put the parental warning. Sorry, I'm kidding. Sorry, I'm kidding. All right, for this. The, the 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 word was in service of the truth. There, so, ooh, you know. We should have an episode on profanity. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Write it down. 100%. Write it down. Somebody write it down. <laughs> write that down, Colleen. <laughs> We're going to forget. We're going to forget. Leisure I'll profanity. Write it down. Yeah. I love that. Leisure profanity. Okay. Oh, my pen. Guys, this has been awesome. Um, obviously, we were able to pin this down, and Pete was wrong. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I just, I honestly hope that these conversations kind of just um, cultivate a sense in uh, you, the, the viewer, the listener, to really process these things and have some perspective that you might not have had otherwise. Um, and I know that I gain a lot from these dialogues and, uh, Peter, I hope that, I really hope that you did. And, uh, <laughs> um, I love all of you so much. Um, join us next week here at the men's show where we're going to do part two of the Halloween series. And we're going to be talking about how to celebrate Halloween as a Catholic Christian. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hello.app slash awaken.